Hello, 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 and welcome to the very first episode 34 of the Gamers Assemble podcast, where we're going to talk about our Elden Ring. But before we get but into hold. that, but hold on for hang, just a second. Hang on a second, I'm getting it. <laughs> before we get into some ringage, I should probably introduce you to my fellow hosts this evening. Joining me is the one, the only, fun, 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 ticket time himself. Analytics. Hi. Giving us some uh, pussy representation in the form of lesbianage. It is the dotted llama. <laughs> hey, I'm in your ears in your living room. In There's your a llama in your living room. And the dungeon master himself, Mr. Batuis. Nice to see yours again. I know it's been a while. I went in the wrong it? corner. <laughs> wrong corner. <laughs> so, so many corners. It's been a little bit of time since the last time we've done one of these episodes. I think it's probably been about a year. <laughs> <laughs> Happy anniversary, guys! Really a year? <laughs> yeah. Um, let me actually. I'm gonna have a look at this. I'm gonna see what was was the date of the last document that we did. Do we have a fact? So. It's been one week since you looked at me. At me. <laughs> <laughs> yes! Yes, Lama! Points! All the points. Hey, Hector. All the points. Oh, and it's a live one. So it's we've got live people one. in the chat. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's good to be back. It is I good mean, to be back. you know, Boris told us that COVID was over. We all had to go back to work. <laughs> it was shit. And then he was no. like, not having parties, but then having parties. <laughs> I can't believe it's not a party for a party like taste. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Fuck. Man. Been busy. We've been busy. Happy, Life. Happy birthday to you. No, no, can't do that because nope. that's a party. Wasn't it's not a party if you don't say happy birthday. Someone just jumped out of the closet with some cake. Went surprise, bitch. <laughs> Listen, all the conservatives are still in their closets. They ain't jumping out of no closets. <laughs> and if you're conservative and you're listening to that po this podcast, it's fine. You do you, babes. It's fine. Oh, We're accepting right. of everything. If there's, if there's no cake, it's not a party. So I told you this podcast would be chaos. We're fucking two minutes into it, and it's chaos. So I can't actually find the last um, podcast show notes. However, on the 18th totally... of July, 2021, mm -hmm. was the last time Jesus. we tweeted saying we're at it again with episode <laughs> 33 of The Randomizer. <laughs> That was fun. I enjoyed the randomizer. That was good. So not quite a year. Not quite so. a year. Almost a year. A long nap. Yeah. But it was we're a back. long nap. Shall we do a little bit of housekeeping? <laughs> Our house is dusty AF. Our dusty, yeah. yeah, literally. Like... <laughs> I had to have a quick dust around earlier because it's been so long since I've been in this room that it was quite dusty. As always, you can find us on Twitch, Instagram, Twitter's at GamersAssemble. You can write in at GamersAssemble at gmail.com. That's G-A-Y-M-E-R-S 
assembled, spelt the gay way, because we're gay. That's we're gay, bitches! Um, and then, you know, thanks to everyone that's been listening in our absence. We've actually had about 400 listens to the podcast while we've not been doing really? anything. Yeah, I had a little look earlier. Um, so, you know, we're still averaging one person a week listening to us. <laughs> well, let's be honest. I, I just keep... I just keep telling everybody <laughs> this random podcast that we do about how much fun we have. Yeah, <laughs> it is mostly for our own entertainment. But if That's y'all fair. are entertained as well, then amazing. So thank Almost. you very much to the one person that watches and listens to us every week. Um, um. New episodes wise. I don't know when we'll do another one. Maybe next week. Maybe in another year's time. Who knows? It's the roulette of gaming life. But hopefully. But if you want us to do yeah. an episode, the way to make this more frequent is send us your topic ideas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that would help. We don't you do our homework for us. Yeah. So we don't have to. I think I think in all honesty, I think we all just fell out of the groove a little bit. Um, like Lama said, work. We all came back into work, we all do things, blah blah blah. Shit happens, we forget things, and then Tiggs comes along and goes, I wanna talk about my ring. Can we get together on Sunday and talk about my Elden Ring? And we're like, okay, and let's, I, let's just do it. I never yeah. want to talk about my ring. Yeah, I always want to talk true. about my ring. If very you like true. it, then you should have put a ring on it. Well, that's your problem. You're always putting the fucking ring on it. <laughs> Today's topic of the show is about Elden Ring. Yay! <laughs> and I think this might be the first Spolesborn game that the majority of the podcasty crew has actually got into apart from bot so we're gonna spend today's episode trying to convince him jump in to the lands between mm-hmm. oh tarnished one it's gonna be a terrible intervention so, bot. so why are you a tarnished one i've heard that pop up a couple times why are you tarnished haven't got a clue no i did oh guys come on I don't, I have, look, let me, let me explain the game to you from Llama's point of view, right? So, I, now, we need to, we need to put some disclaimers out here first, right? I have never, ever played any games from this developer. From Soft. From Software. That's it. From Soft. Because that makes complete sense. I've never played any games from From Soft before. So I don't know any of the previous lore. Can um, I just say something? Sure. Just very randomly. It's very ironic that this company's called FromSoft when it's so hard. They've been taken by Agra, those developers. <laughs> you may continue. So I have no idea what is going on in this game. I, I basically, my interest was peaked because I heard that George R. R. Martin was involved in the development. Yeah. And I was like, cool. Um, you know, he I like I liked the Game of Thrones before yes. he lost interest in the story. <laughs> uh, and then, you know, the TV writers were like, I'm gonna fuck up Daenerys and just yeet the story off the face of the fucking planet. Before that, the story was, you know, all right. So I thought, okay, I'll give that game a play. Uh, and there was nothing else coming out in the calendar that looked interesting in terms of AAA games. So I'll give it a go. So I downloaded it. Fucking gorgeous. Absolutely 
gorgeous game. So I've got it on the Xbox X. Uh, absolutely gorgeous. Loaded in. I wasn't sure what character to pick. Absolutely gorgeous character selection screen. I played the character selection screen for like two days. <laughs> uh, that was amazing. That's the best part of the you game. So great. Uh, and you can pick like what type of character you want to be. Um, and there's no limit to how many characters you can make. So I made like 50. Um, I have a whole family of them. Was that your, was that, was that the game for you for the start? Because I know you love character creation as much as I do. I could literally just play character creation. <laughs> just, I could how many hours did you spend making those 50 characters, Lama? I could make each eye individually different colors from the other eye. <laughs> I it's know, right? Power on skin pores. Oh yep. my God. Like. So, and then the tattoos, I could make them big, small, like I could twist them around. Fuck, I played so much character creation. And then I played all the different types and I was looking at which type of character. Do I want to be like a, an a astrologer or a prisoner or like, and was the prisoner the one that comes out naked? Like it just has like that's, a stick? That's the wretch. The wretch? There's so many different things. And so I, I tried all the different ones. I missed the tutorial at the beginning like eight fucking times <laughs> you know the which part, makes the game put a patch real in. hard they put a patch in now that when you start the game as you step towards the area for the tutorial that comes up with a pop-up going hey go down this hole and do the tutorial yeah well it's dark in the cave uh before the patch uh and you just walk right past the fucking hole and so i did repeatedly and just walked into this really gorgeous amazing beautiful world with no fucking clue what i was doing <laughs> uh, and died a lot um eventually by like my third or fourth character by that point i was an astrologer uh did the tutorial and was like oh jumping right okay oh jump poking okay cool uh, okay, no, right, okay, and then left stick and right stick, right, okay, I've got some better control now. <gasps> and then I go out, and I do the thing, but there is no, like, <laughs> it's totally open. Mm -hmm. There's no, like, here, follow this trail, here's your no. next objective, go follow this map marker and go do this. I think it's really cool how very... there's... There's no hand-holding whatsoever, um, which has always been a staple of the Soulsborne games, but in, in this particular game, it adds a level of freedom that most open-world games of this ilk suffocate you with climb this tower, do this signal thing, here's 21 million items on your map to go and box and check off and everything. And yeah, but Beardy, a fucking quest. So I know what I'm doing. A fucking quest log or something would be lovely. Not, oh, you have to memorize the whole bloody thing. That's just... You get oh, a yeah. real-life notebook to write shit down because I have an attention span of a gnat. I don't know <laughs> what I'm doing. <laughs> I got to the castle, of, like, after three fucking weeks and killed Margit. Mostly Margaret by luck. Yeah, yeah, that was Thatcher. That was lovely. Great I had to get Roger to help me. And then... And now I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just oh. 
wandering around, running at stuff, killing stuff. It's like Animal Crossing. I'm collecting <laughs> flowers. I'm making friends. I'm talking to people. I'm buying and selling flowers and shit with the little merchants. Uh, I'm riding my horse, who's super lovely. Uh, and I, whenever things are really hard and try to kill me and I can't kill them back, I just run away. It's Animal Crossing with blood and guts now mm. because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and there's no quest log. And I don't know where I'm going. And so I'm just... I'm running around. I'm having fun. I have no idea what I'm doing. Hicks, what was your that is uh, Elden Ring? What was your Elden Ring opening experience? So Science Ops first says in the chat, today is Les Malama. So you, I don't think you watched the podcast every before. <laughs> the pre-podcast was enough. We really had a learning with Lama session every week. And we learned about a lot of things. A lot of things that gay men sometimes don't want to learn about. It was educational. It was very educational. We learned about a lot of things that we could never talk about in Twitch because we would be banned. So we will... It is up in the DMs. So... To redo that one, yeah. I... I love Laird of the Lamb, that was my favourite part. Um, so how I got into Elden Ring was, well, I saw it and I was like, oh, I don't know. And then I was like, oh, I'm not going to bother. Because um, you guys know I'm a bit of a casual gamer sometimes. Well, no, I'm not casual. Sometimes I get really into things and then I'm like, pardon me, oh, I love this. I'm going to go uh, and just get really obsessed with with things. But I bought Horizon, Forbidden West. Then it was away the weekend after or whatever, uh, and my partner was went and saw his mate, and he had Elden Ring, and I says, "Well, give it a go. Like you're not really into Soulsborne games, and neither am I. Like I don't like things if they're too hard." Um, we and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's not that. That's a that's lie. Lessons with that's <laughs> No, that's fine. Being uh, hard. I mean, I don't like things too difficult. Uh, in games because it's pretty much like real life then um but it, then he got it and he's like right come on get it for you we're gonna play together and i was like right okay so i go on and create my little character and stuff and i'm like oh all right what am i doing here don't have a clue so he comes and gives me like a little bit of help you know like he's like drop down this hole there's a tutorial and um See, he showed to... you where the tutorial was he showed me where the <laughs> tutorial was i had help to be fair and then go in the hole. Uh, it made me go in the hole. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, art imitating life, imitating art. <laughs> <laughs> you dirty bitches. Uh, <laughs> you did, it made me go in the hole. And then um, I came outside and saw that fucking tree sentinel, didn't I? Thought, oh, who's this bloke? Let's go over and see oh, if we yeah, yeah. oh, can the, the the I can hit so, him. He's the first yeah. He'll be easy. Yep. So, but the way we were saying it's all open world is it? it is all open world, but because it's all open world, they've just done some really mean things. So, like, within a couple of like seconds of running from one place to another, within 30 seconds on the map, and the map is huge, you go from, like, 
really easy enemies or easier enemies that you can go in the starting levels to like freaking you need to be level 50 or something to be able to handle this thing and have a load of spells or really levels up your weapons or whatever and you have no clue which is which it is so they don't they don't do the thing where like there's because in some games they'll do like enemies your level will be like green but then like enemies that aren't your level are red they don't give you any indication so you're like hey you could be friendly or you could kill me in two seconds there's no no level gating there's no nothing stops you from going in any direction so once you've got out of the catacombs and you're into the lands in between you can go in any direction you want to um and then it's it's up to you to figure out whether you can do that or not mm-hmm. so then like some areas are like super easy and some areas are super hard they're all i mean some areas are harder than others but they're all kind of like mixed together and they'll be yeah. like super hard guys in the midst of the easy area. And you mm-hmm. just so, gotta figure it out. How do you find the first people that you're supposed to fight or whatever so that you can get high enough level to fight the big dudes? Fucking so luck. if you come out <laughs> of where you start now, was, so the Tarnished, my understanding of the Tarnished, right, is Rally stole the death rune from the Elden Ring for reasons that we can talk about later. But that means that no one died, so then they became undead. Hero, that's where the undead come from in this game. And then I thought that the heroes that fell, trying to put the Elden Ring back together or whatever, they um, were technically undead, but someone someone stepped in and then attached their souls really to it. And then they became tarnished then instead of these undead, like sort of you know, whatever's walking about with their souls. So I thought that's what the tarnished were. But that's my um, understanding of it. But if you come out... explains it all really clearly. No, it doesn't at all. Like, there's no explanation. The thing is, there's no explanation, right? The only reason I know what's going on is because my partner Jack went and got really into it and, like, read for a whole evening about the lore of... What happened with the Elden Ring shattering? Why it happened, and all this sort of crack. And you see, when of you hear that and are meeting these characters, then it makes the game even more interesting, like a lot more interesting. So it was, um, it was really good. But yeah, if you come out around the starting area, you talk to some bloke, you get your first side of grace, which is your save points. You go around around the corner, down into like the this uh, like sort of watery area. Uh, there's a big dragon, don't get near the dragon, uh, but around that area is where you're where you'd be able to kill things initially to start leveling and stuff. But it's great crack, it's great because he reads about everything and then he goes and he's a little bit ahead of me. He's about 15 levels ahead of me, so then I've got a <laughs> I got a sugar daddy boost. Uh, a sugar daddy boosting me through, but to be fair, even whenever he's struggling with um uh, a boss or whatever like we play i don't know did you see did i send you guys the picture where we've got like two setups in yeah. the living room yeah so we play in the same room together so i can see what he's doing and he can see what i'm doing from our oh, own so perspective co-op you're not fingering. we're playing co-op as well we're fingering each other to right. get each other to come and assist <laughs> so just to let you know but the I fingering don't understand thing, the fingerings at all but it makes is, me giggle like uh, a is actually part of the game it's time. so funny so 
the from from my perspective as somebody that's played a little bit of Dark Souls and stuff in the past, um, it is one of those games where when you start up, you've got all these different classes and everything else. You've got your character creator; it's really cool. You can do pretty much anything with it. You've got all these different things, but it doesn't really matter because it's when you get into the game and you start getting your runes, which is this game's version of Souls, where you kill things. You can spread mm. those stats wherever you want. So you can start out as you know a vagabond. But then spec yourself to be more like an astrologer or more like a knight or whatever it is. But the starting mm. class doesn't really affect the whole game too much because you just keep respecking as much as you want within the game. Mm. The story is all about fingers. There's so many fingers. The Elden fingers, the two fingers, the the, the cooks, two fingers, the red finger. That does all these different things to Sometimes do with fingers. Three. It's, yeah, it's There's all three very, fingers as well. Very confusing. Three's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> do you think J.R.R. Martin's into fingering? Do you think is that what it is? Do you think is this whole ju- is this whole game just a big homage to fingering? Well, I think I it's because if you're not getting if you don't have enough fingers, then you're maidenless, yeah. right? Like and you don't I, there's have enough so much lesbian innuendo in yeah. this game. Yeah. <laughs> I am just the whole time. To, I'm on the sofa playing, and Tony's just like, "Did I just hear that right?" Like the whole time, and I'm like, "Yes, yes, you did." Like I it's really, and I have three. I just got three fingers. Yeah, and it's like it's it's dead dodge. Like to be fair, some of the stuff you just like what? Uh, like there's um there's a very sexy wolf in it. Blood, blood. Yeah. I haven't been able to. Get, I have to snap my fingers under the tree, yep. and I haven't Whoa. been able to like find the right tree at the right time. Mm-hmm. Just snap my fingers. Yep. I want. I'll, them. I'll, I'll take you and get the. Fi- I'll take you to come, make blood. Come finger with me, so we. I'll can come finger with you, and we can yeah. we can um we can go meet blood. Blood is very uh, awesome. Oh, here yeah. he's here. Blood, so he's <laughs> yeah. coming. So these these fingers, you, you have to use them to link up for co-op as well. So to get into somebody else's game, you have to use a finger. To exit the game, you use a finger. It's all these different fingers. But the so world itself just that. opens out in front of you. And yes, there's no like, hey, you need to go here, do this, or whatever. The sights of grace do this thing, which is you say points that will point you in the direction of the next like big story beat or big boss or whatever it is. So as you're at a site of grace, this little gold line will kind of come off pointing in a certain direction. But it is down to you as the player to figure out everything that's going on and pick up on like what the maidens had said or what the in in terms of Bla uh Blad, for example. You know, it's Blythe apparently, Blythe. that's what I was just corrected on. You'll... Is that what he came in for? You'll go to a certain area and then you'll hear a, a wolf howl. And then if you go back to a merchant, he'll say, oh, well, this is this person. So if you do this action there, then you'll get to introduce each other properly. And then you'll go across and like Mama says, click your fingers. And then he'll jump down. And then that starts a quest line with that character. But there's no booklet that's like hey you're doing this quest line or whatever is you have to kind of memorize that and, and move on from it and figure out what the next part of each phase yeah, of that no, person's like, quest is quest log in the game like you literally need a real life notebook to write this shit down and take yeah. it off i was also I, I was also corrected in what the tarnished are so i've had this by text message the tarnished <laughs> <laughs> I told you he's fucking into it, I swear to God. The tarnished aren't the undead, they are just normal people originally rejected by the Erd trees, they weren't useful anymore. Thus tarnished as they didn't get any of the golden orders or the light 
like the tarnished earth tree flowers, then they've been pulled back in to help with what's going on now. Basically, they weren't very good at fingering, so then they were fucked off, and then there wasn't enough people now to finger, so then they were brought back in because they needed they needed people to give three fingers, fingers instead of two. Yeah. yeah. We're going to find out if finger gets past Twitch uh, content screen. <laughs> I, I mean, can I just say, back. if you look at, I'm look, I've got it here on my iPad, and we've not been shut off yet. <laughs> <laughs> it's still going. So, it's still going. going. So how does the co-op work? Is it only for like you can invite a friend over for like a boss, or can you play in like a shared world? Or play in a shared world. It's a little bit both. of both, yeah, yeah, but it's not as seamless as something so, as, like, say, Destiny, for example, where you can fire up a fire team or something and you're in that group together and you can go everywhere together. You, in the main world, so in Limgrave or Khalid or wherever it is that you are, you can summon a point, put a summoning down, your friend can come into your world and you can go run around, do whatever. Neither of you can have a horse while you're doing it. Yeah, which is a pain in the yeah. fucking ass. Everything's by foot. But if you then, say, get to a cave or a tomb or something like that, and, I don't know, say me and Lama are playing, Lama goes into the tomb, I have to then disconnect from the co-op, and then she would have to put a new summon down for me to be able to get into that cave. Into that instance, basically. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. But... Hmm. It is it is good fun. And when you play co-op as well, all the 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 bosses have extra health, like do more damage, all that kind of stuff to balance out that kind of idea of of getting help in the game. The best thing though about co-op, right, is so how we start how we start end up with a setup where we both have two TVs in the same room basically it was uh Jeff used to play upstairs and I play downstairs and I was like, Oh, it's a shame we can't play in the same room. He goes, Give me a second and I'll fix that. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing was we've got like gamer heaven going on. But it was because I was getting stuck in a boss really early on. Well, I say a boss. I mean I just got I was just stuck in general. I didn't have a clue. Like if it wasn't for playing with someone, I probably wouldn't play this game. Mm. Like I probably would have got frustrated and just turned it off. But like it's so much fun, the co-op, it's so much fun. Mm. Because you get to do loads of different things together. And it's like having loads of different adventures and stuff. Because it does feel like it does feel like a whole different world. It's a different to like doing Elder Scrolls Online or or like um Warcraft or anything like that. It feels different whenever you go and adventure with a friend or a partner or whatever in this world because those things are sort of designed really to be um, like multiplayer, whereas this is a bit more intimate on the multiplayer element of it. Does that make sense? Do you guys yeah. find the same thing, or is it just me? Well, I've I think not, it's more. I've not really played any like multiplayer with it. I've kind of been soloing it. Um, play with me. Yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll play with you. I'll, I'll, send me some fingers and I'll, I'll finger you yeah. any day you want. <laughs> um, speaking, How many fingers do you want? Barely two or three. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of like the the multiplayer stuff, I fucking love the notes that you can leave for people. Oh yeah, the, the note system is so much fucking fun. Like, so you can, as you play in the game, you may see like spectrals, which is a, a very big staple with the Dark Souls um, franchise, where you'll see other players running around doing their thing. 
and but you can't really interact with them um but you can use things to put down messages so say you're in an area and you figure out there's a yeah there's a um, a boss up high like an enemy up high that will shoot arrows that you can put a message down but it's very rudimentary in the terms of you can pick like a set phrase and then you fill in the blank so it could be like something up you'd fill the blank in with like enemy up or something and that would give the other player that reads it the the thought to get look up or whatever it is which is great but then there's the the trolls and the my favorite message and it gets me every single fucking time is finger but hole <laughs> it makes everywhere. me it's everywhere <laughs> and every time i see it i fucking I, I just die laughing it's so funny now in the same vein though so again bearing in mind i had never played this game before I didn't know about the spectrals, so I saw all these like ghost people running in front of me, uh, and I didn't know what the fuck that was. So I was trying to hit them, and then there's the blood stains on mm-hmm. the ground. Oh so yeah, that's where other people, uh, the spectrals and and other worlds have died, and you can touch that blood stain and see how they've died, hmm. and that's really cool because it gives you. Uh, like a context clue of like what bosses are or like what enemies are around. Or what stupid fucker just ran off a cliff and uh, you're not really supposed to run off that. So like you can press it and see like they run around the corner and suddenly they like get thrown back. So maybe you know that there's an enemy around that corner. Um, I didn't know that. I also didn't know about the little messages on the ground being left by players. (laughs) (laughs) Because remember, I hadn't seen the tutorial, so I thought these were the tutorial like notes. <laughs> came out the door, and the you first... thought finger butthole was by the developer. Well, the first one I saw wasn't finger butthole. That would have clued me in that something shenanigans was happening. The first one I saw was um... this image of Tony coming in and being like, "Babe, what are you doing?" And she, the game says finger butthole. <laughs> The first, the first one I saw um, was right as you come out, and then over to the right, there's like a cliff edge, and it was there was a red blood stain, and then a note that said um, important item ahead. It said important item ahead, uh, and then try jump attack or something like that. And I was like, oh, okay, that must be like a double jump. Like maybe that gives me extra height on my jump to get this important item. And I pressed the the blood stain, and I saw like the spectral of somebody else jumping off the cliff. And I thought, well, that must be how you do it. Like maybe that's the like the tutorial of how to jump off this cliff. I jumped off that cliff eighteen fucking times, <laughs> <laughs> convinced I was doing it wrong. And I text my friend Twiff, who's uh, in the 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 raider chat with me from. Um, fallout and she also plays elden ring and all the Soulsborne games and i was like dude i am not getting this game i don't understand and i told her about the little message and she's like dude you need to fucking stop <laughs> those are player messages half of them are trolls yep. don't listen to them oh like, my god oh shit okay okay i'm gonna just take a step back <laughs> off yeah. the edge of this cliff there's no <laughs> item here and then I started seeing the finger buttholes, and I was like, I get it. I get it yep. now. 
I am being griefed. I am being griefed. Okay. You should have picked up on that. Do you agree for? Yeah, that's some fallout karma coming back on you. I am being griefed by this whole you. game. Yeah. The whole game is griefing me. But did you see there's um, one of the PC guys, uh, one of the PC people is doing a, a VR mod for this game? Wow. Can you imagine? Um, no, but I would like to see that very much. Right? Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, you'd have to buy it again on PC, and my my PC would explode. <laughs> Same here. <laughs> I, need, I need a whole new PC. But a VR mod of this game would be amazing. If, if anybody wants to donate <laughs> PCs yeah. to Lam, yeah. we need uh, sugar, it's, sugar it's mummies, exactly. and sugar daddies for PCs. Just slide into TMs. I mean. For a VR PC, a VR capable PC, uh, I'll take a sugar daddy. Yep. We'll take whatever we can get. Splendor. Yeah, I'm... yeah I'll have a Splendor daddy. Like... Um, so, talking about like the difficulty and stuff, how are you guys finding it in terms of like being able to play? Is it something that puts you off wanting to play, or is, have you got that, got into it where you understand? the whole process of this game and how it's trying to get you to to think about playing this game. Mm, so I started with a pal uh, not a paladin, a confessor, which is basically a paladin build. <laughs> and then I've ended up playing a magic build. <laughs> Same. Yeah. But the thing is, right, I I like I play it my own so I do play it my own as well. Like whenever me and Jack are playing together, like we'll go off and do our own things and stuff, and we'll just be messing about. Um, but and then we'll be like, "Oh, can you come and help me with this? Or you come and help me with that? Or did you see this? Or did you see that?" We generally go and explore in different areas, and then like circle back around and give each other all the hints and tips and show where the map markers are for things, which is pretty cool. But like I have to say, if it wasn't for the co-op element and having someone else, because like how we usually do it is. Agro, attack and aggro and damage then the other person attack aggros and damages while the other person regains their health or sorts out their spells or does whatever they have to do you do have like summons bot like spirits that yeah. come and help I, i've got three little wolf doggos they're all cute i use I them use all the, the time too. I love yeah them. they're awesome they're so cool and i'm like good boys and you know you can level them up at llama right yeah yeah i've leveled them up once good uh, they're awesome. They're really good, but they're good for jellyfish. I think. Yeah, the jellyfish oh, yeah. is really good. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but I like the puppies. I like the puppies too. I'm never gonna do anything else but the dogs. Yeah. Well, they're they're good. Like they're good, but they're not as good as having a playable character, or like a person there for doing the 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 damage. Like I would have stopped playing if I wasn't mm -hmm. playing with someone else for definite. It's just too ruthless. And, you know, gays don't block the dodge rule, that's fine. And I love a good dodge rule, but my timing is well out in this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you've got to be so on point with your block, it, what, parrying it's called in this game. You've got Par to you, so you can, parry you as can well. Parry, you can also, yeah, so you can just use normal guards, you can parry, you can also do reposts, which is like if you... Time it See, right. I lost I'm just gonna dodge roll. Yeah, it's you can time it right, and you can do like a visceral attack to do like a massive amount of damage. 
this other stuff. I, I, I've also not figured out the Ashes of War. I've got yeah, a load of them. I haven't figured out what to do with them, and I don't want to like <laughs> fuck it up by putting the wrong thing on the wrong thing. So I'm just no. You just put it on. Them. You just put them on whatever you want, like your armor. Yeah, but I, like, what if I put a really cool one on a really shit piece of armor, and then I'm like, I find a better piece of armor, but I've got a really cool Ashes of War. On the Google what they the Ashes of War and. As far as I'm aware, I might be wrong, aren't single use. If you apply, oh, like, so I can a, take them back off. yeah, you can put it on, oh, okay. like, multiple different items. Um, from what I understand, I might be wrong. I've not really delved into the Ashes of War. System. So it's like, it's just like the special ability of a weapon. So you yeah. can switch it out, but you can duplicate them. But then there's this other thing where, you know, your runes that you get, like, whenever you defeated Margit, Margit. Yeah. Margaret Thatcher. Yep. Yeah. Margaret Thatcher. So, Fuck there is, if you look at the, whenever you take it to a woman that's got the two fingers mm. in the room, you can get something, a weapon from it, but it's one of two weapons. And then whenever you defeat Renella, Renella, that's Moon Lady and Leia Ricari, Leia Ricari, Leia, the Ray Lucario Academy. Ray Lucario Academy. That, 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 that lady, whenever you defeat, defeat her. I'll, I'll, we'll come and help. She's, Is it yeah, cool? she's she's actually. I've when... not got past the staircase. Oh, really? Sorry, yeah, yeah. I look at that place. Seven thousand mages pop out, and they're like, doosh, 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 and I just die. <laughs> I've literally, I look, I die. I fucking. That's... I my, look and I die. My rare Lucaria story makes me fucking laugh every single time. Because... Gone barely. So I wasn't really listening to what was being told to me as you get to the Rhea Lucari Academy. Um, so you, when you get there, there's like a, a magical thing, rune or whatever it is, on the door that you can't get past without a key. And they send you off on a yeah. quest to get the key. Right, um, right, right, right. Which, in my brain, as I'm listening to what's being told to me, is you have to go kill a dragon to get the key. Or... You can sneak around <laughs> to get inside. So I'm like, okay, that's cool. I, I, I'll try the dragon. So I go off, try the dragon, fuck the dragon. No, thank you. Can't kill the dragon. I then spend probably two days, two different sessions, maybe three, maybe three hours, going around the map of the Rail Lucario Academy, trying to find the way to sneak in because... I've heard that you can sneak in. And I found this one this one cave. So you go in, you kill a load of the mage guys. There's one guy in there who's a fucking asshole, but I killed him. And then you get in a lift, takes you all the way up, and it's like, welcome to the Real Lucari Academy. I'm like, great, I found the secret entrance. But you can't go anywhere because it's just a massive fucking tower in the middle. You can't jump off anywhere because it's just instant death. So I go to work and I'm, there's two guys that I work with that have been playing with it. And I'm like still can't fucking figure out how to sneak past into the Le Ray Lucaria Academy and my friend was like, oh, it's dead easy you just kind of go around on, on one side and then you get the key and it's, it's fine. And I'm like, okay, still not understanding the, the task at hand. I keep trying and I'm like, no, I give up, I'm gonna have to kill the dragon. So I then spend probably another two days trying to kill the dragon, going off, getting more runes, leveling up, coming back, still can't kill the dragon, blah blah blah. Yeah. I kill the dragon, Dragon drops a heart, and I'm like, where's the fucking key? And then I look around, looking around, and behind the dragon is a corpse with the key in it. 
I was supposed to sneak around the fucking dragon, not the whole fucking map, trying to find a secret fucking entrance. Oh, you take to sleep. You can just sneak uh, behind them. I literally, I spent so much him. time trying to sneak into the fucking Leroy Lucario Academy, not realizing it was the dragon that I needed. I was literally on my horse. I was running around and I was like, Run in, grab it, run the fuck away. <laughs> yeah. Me and um, Torrent, we just run around the map. Fucking run, fucking I, I think that run some more. this is probably the most easy soul from soft game to get into. I don't think it's easy to play um, because you do have to un unlearn some habits of playing other games you really have to kind of stand back and and watch enemies see their patterns get in there kind of figure it out all that kind of stuff um but the the ashes of war the um spirits that you can summon and also at 90 percent of the time if you go into a boss room just beside there's like a little golden glowing sign that you can click on and it will raise an npc to come and help you so in some bosses you can have like the three doggos and an NCP coming and in to help you out. NPC. Yeah. Um, mm. so that, I think that makes like a lot of the bosses easier to manage. Um, mm. but it is just kind of getting into that rhythm of things of, of figuring out the game, what it wants you to do. I think it's one of the very few instances that when this game fucks me over, I don't get mad at the game. I get mad at myself because it's me that's made the mistake, not the game. Cause the game's very clear in, in its, in its rules in like, we are going to punish you. This is not going to be a nice time. This is not oh, an baby. easy adventure. Like, so, <laughs> so if I've died, it's because I didn't block at the right time or I didn't roll away at the same time. Or I spent too long trying to char charge a spell <laughs> up or whatever it is. Whereas oh. a lot of other games that are difficult, it's because the, the rule set that the game's playing by isn't fair. So like... I don't know. I, I really enjoy this game and I've spent too many fucking hours in it like looking forward to DLC. I think the only the thing is, right, it's very unforgiving, so there's a lot of enemies that are one-hit kills and it's the you know, like, your runes it takes you a long time to get those fuckers and it is, like, you use them to buy things but also to level up and as you go up through the levels, it like takes a lot. Like, so I'm at level seventy, and it's taken like thirty odd thousand runes to level to go up one level. Uh, I, I, <laughs> and all you need is one enemy that you've not encountered before or whatever, and you're just fucked. You're totally Seems fucked. You lose runes. them, but you do have a second chance. And I don't know, Beardy, you've played. Um, the other some of the other games is it the same in those where you have the second chance you have one chance to go and collect your runes from wherever they were and then, and then if you done. and then that's it if you die before you collect them that's it they're gone the the one thing i would say with this game which is again more accessible than the other ones is generally speaking in the old games if you die because of an enemy usually I don't know if I'm getting this confused here with Jedi Fallen Order. Usually the souls attach to that enemy, so you have to kill that enemy to get them back. Whereas in this game, they just kind of drop wherever you drop. 
So you can just kind of jump on torrent, run in, get your runes, run back out again. Run away. Yeah. yeah. Because if it found, was, I'd be bell the noise. Yeah, I, f- I found a pro tip for you. I don't know if it still works after all the patches, but if you get into a boss fight and you think, oh my god, this is, I'm, I'm never going to make it through this, if you just stand next to the door, you know, like where the floaty, misty thing is, and let the thing kill you, your runes appear on the other side of the door, so you can get them without oh. having to kill the boss. Mm. Oh, yes. Pro okay, tip. I'm writing pro that tip. down in my pro notebook. Tip. Do you really have like a full notebook for this game, Lama? Yeah, I do. I have the attention span of a gnat. Does, has anybody been watching any like videos on how to do things or, or anything like that? Because I feel like this is a real Absolutely. big part of the Soulsborne experience. Is I there's no one way to play it? Yeah, tutorials. Yeah, because I don't know what I'm doing. I have no idea what I'm doing. I, in fact. I thought I was a mage for a really long time. So I was doing tutorials for how to get the best mage armor in the game. Uh, So I spent a week following this tutorial to get sage armor uh, out of this cave. And it took me forever. And I was so proud of myself. I went... And I followed, I had to discover like three new areas in the map and kill a load of things. And I went and I got it. And then I put it on and the stats were worse than the stats of my base <laughs> armor. And I was like, I don't understand why, why is this shit? And then I realized because I am an astrologer, not a mage. And that's why this is shit. And I was like, oh. no, but you know that the armors as well, if you press square and look and read what the armors do and the and the equipment, it gives you like a little spiel about it. And that's how you learn out some of the lore and what's going on in the land. Yeah, a lot of but the, all... the story is told uh, through reading the descriptions of items and stuff. Well, yeah. There's 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 a few cutscenes in the game, but there's a, a lot of the story is told through listening to so it's what... like in destiny where you like have to read all the the armor and yeah gun but it's not just that it also tells you what the so it doesn't tell you in the stats of the armor but it tells you in the description what they do so some of them have like increase your intellect and some of them uh like do all these different things but it's not it isn't obvious in the stats and the armor it's only if you read the description that it'll tell you so you need to start looking at the descriptions to see what special abilities that armor gives you and your and your weaponry. And it it could be that I was the... looking at all the stats and I thought, well, it's it's got less um, like attributes. Like my attributes are better in my astrologer armor, and it didn't have any like special abilities that. Were there's a, there's me. also a bit of like stat scaling when it comes to certain things. So like mm-hmm. you'll pick up a. Um, like a sword for example and if you look into the details on it it could be that that particular sword its damage output scales on something like dexterity so if you don't have the right dex stats then the weapon itself doesn't do as much damage as it would do if you had the stats in that particular area um so it's all about kind of like looking at your build putting the points and stuff into where you want it to go and then see the results off the back of that. Yeah, see, that just, it sounds like I need a math degree. 
Well, they, it's, I'm already dying a lot. You can bore my I'm boyfriend if you want to. He'll sort it all out for you. He just tells me. I'm like, the, you know, the level scale and that sort of stuff. I'm like, nah, to me. I'm, I'm like, no. Nah. I'm He's already like, just spending this like two hours a play session just running the, the rune farm, trying to get enough runes to level up twice. <laughs> did you know? <laughs> did you know that if you go down to the bottom of the map where the first like big mausoleum thing is, this is what I was also going to tell you. So, the you know, mausoleums. But the walking mausoleums. So each rune that you get from the characters, you get like you have to ch- you choose what you want. But if you go to a mausoleum, you can duplicate the rune and then get the other thing as well. So in Maria Licaria, because I'm doing a magic build, I got her staff, and then I took her that rune to the first mausoleum and duplicated it because I wanted the full moon spell. But you would actually love this game because I forgot to tell you about this. It is basically full on, real like in the game, the dynamics of the game. If you look through the stats and the scaling and everything and how it all works and everything, it is literally just Dungeons and Dragons and the art style and everything about it. Like I feel like I'm playing Dungeons and Dragons. Like it's like a my head video version. Yeah, Yeah. because I keep Hmm. clicking into like this is like rolling. you know, like, and I've done a crit hit there from this mm-hmm. or whatever. Like, it's there's something about this game that I've never had that experience before. Mm-hmm. You know, and with you being a dungeon master, I think you fully enjoy that. Like, it's really, really good. It's very clever. And I think but some of the storytelling elements are very much D and D based in terms of like, you know, it's not this cinema cinematic experience where everything's getting like spoon fed to you. There's all these different mm-hmm. little items that. You Kind of got to pick up, so you know, I've never really played Dungeons and Dragons, but as somebody playing that game, you can get, kind of go like, "What? What is this?" And then the dungeon master will give you the lore. Necessarily, is just fed to you. Have to kind of go and investigate it. Yeah, yeah some some of the uh, Dungeons and Dragons like groups that I you know watch or whatever, they've been um, a lot of the players in there have been using Elden Ring to reproduce some of their characters. And so, like, if some guy's like, oh, I love playing my, you know, paladin knight in Dungeons and Dragons, he'll go and make, like, a duplicate of it in uh, Elden Ring and just loves playing it. So it seems like it's got a lot of uh, kind of cross-play between those two different worlds. It is quite cool. Yeah, it is cool. And the fact that you can just sort of... I remember whenever you were going through character builds for me and Lama for Dungeons and Dragons, or, yeah, we were chatting about all different types about how you can carry things forward and how you can change things as you go along. This is a bit like that. Whenever you start, you start as a certain class, then you can build things up, but you can sort of switch things around a bit. It's sort of like a bit more, uh, what's the word? It's a really very flexible system in in the fact that you, if you play something like, I don't know, Mass Effect, for example, and you pick like a soldier class when you're going through mm-hmm. and picking your different backgrounds and all that. like that attribute sticks with you for the rest of your play style so everything that you then add on to your character is a bolt-on of that background so it could be like soldier class pistols or whatever it is like you or <laughs> excuse me especially in the original one like you would be locked out of certain things like sniper rifles if you pick a soldier background Whereas in, in something like Elden Ring or a Soulsborne game, it's you pick this this character, it could like, you know, 
you were a confessor to because I went for the same class, which is kind of like a um a balance between magic and a knight. Um so you have the ability to use spells and stuff pretty much off the bat. But if you then wanted to go, hey, I don't want to play with magic anymore, you can put all of your points then into strength, dexterity, like a bit of a tank, all that kind of stuff. And it doesn't matter that you started out as a confessor. It's just like a base palette to kind of give you a taste for for what you can do with that character. And then after that, it's up to you to, to spec out however it is that you want to go. So like halfway through the game, once you've got to the Ray Lucari Academy and you've killed um, Renala, is it? What's the name? Renala. Yeah. Rihanna. Rihanna. <laughs> <laughs> once you've once you've taken Rihanna down and she's you know upset about her umbrella or whatever, you can then yeah. send you could take certain items to her to then completely wipe all your stats and start again. So if you think, oh my oh, god, okay. you are like I've I put all this stuff into dexterity and I'm just really not feeling it. Like you're not stuck there. You can just respect the character and go down a different path or whatever it is. I like games that you can respec because when there's a game that I know doesn't have a respec aspect, I get a little bit anxious about starting my character and screwing it up and then finding out halfway through the game and you can't change it. And you're like, I don't really want to play through the beginning of the game again to get there. So being able to respec when you and it allows you to kind of play the game without having to look stuff up because you don't you're not worried about messing anything up. You can always fix it later on. Yeah, it is. It is um, difficult when you sort of game whenever you've got all the different classes because like I get anxious about make well I'm, I have anxiety anyway but I get anxious about making the wrong choice mm-hmm. so, <laughs> how and many then classes whenever, are there? Uh, uh, 13 I think 73 okay. <laughs> 10, so 10, 10 classes so to start off with Okay. how's the oh, magic because I'd probably play a magic build that's what I usually do in most games it's it's really um, good. I I enjoy the magic side. Although my build is more of I've stuck with the confessor and I've gone down this kind of like almost paladin style build. So, but it's more strength based. So I have a couple of magic attacks. Like a, I don't know if you picked up like the lightning spear thing. Anybody? Where you like grab like make a bolt of lightning and throw it at somebody. Um, so I have a couple Where'd of like, you get that? ranged. Huh? Where'd you get that? You have to take down a knight um, on a hilltop outside the artist's shack. Just near um, Rhea Lucaria. So is that the one where you're... So is that the one where you're doing magic with your hands or are you doing magic with a staff? Magic with hands. I've got a talisman that I can cast faith spells. So basically mine's a, a oh, faith right. spell okay. build. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so well, I've got I've a couple got of... I've got stone staff. And yeah. I, I do magic with a stick and I throw magic at people. Like yeah. I, I, do mag- I have a staff as well. Um, keep you, keep you magic. <gasps> Just like the finger blast. And sorry. <laughs> how far is everybody? Like, like how? So, uh, like how many? So how many no bosses idea. have you taken down? Two, two, one. We're gonna fix that, Lamb. Is hang on. Is crossplay possible? I don't know. Um, cross. Pla- same platform crossplay, yes. So if you're Xbox to Xbox or PS4 to PS5, yes. If you're Xbox to PlayStation, no. PC to Xbox, no. Sorry, Lama, I can't help you. No fingering for us. No fingering, no Lama. No. Um, I think, Beardy, didn't you tell me that it's a lot like uh, Fallen Order, where even if you played on a PC, your best bet is to do a controller for it? Yeah. 
Definitely. There's okay. no... Well, I mean, there's crazy people in the world that have done Soulsborne games as a Guitar Hero controller. Mm-hmm. Like, there's definitely ways and means around playing it, but for me, a controller is probably the only way to play it because you do need to map certain things out. Use the dodging. Dex showed me a video the other day of some girl doing one of the bosses on a fucking dance mat. No, I, I was like, it was amazing. It was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. Have you guys seen the the legend of this character, the Let Me Solo Her guy that yes. apparently has been making yes. like waves in the Elden Ring community? Uh, yeah, and the mod, uh, there's someone that's made a mod for PC where they've changed him into the ashes. So like, you know, the doggos and stuff we said, like the summons that come and help you, mm-hmm. they've made him into like a summon that you can take in the game in the PC version. And I'm like dead annoyed that I can't, like, because we're on console, we don't get any of those mods. It's really annoying. That's why, if I, if I pick this up, I'm probably going to pick it up on PC because my Xbox is not the newest one. It's like the second one from the newest one or something like that. And I just, I don't know. I get sleepy when I play games on the couch. So I actually like playing PC because I'm sitting up and I don't get tired. If I'm on the couch, I just start to doze off. So, yeah, performance wise, have you had any problems with it? Like, armor? No, so on the because I I upgraded to the Xbox XS over this last summer. The Uh, little white one, yeah, the little white one was on sale. Uh, Is that the streamy one? The the new one, but the streamy version, as in like there's yeah. no disc disc slot. Yeah, yeah, no disc slot. Uh, and no, it's been absolutely perfect. That's uh, good. Brilliant, no problems at all. Uh, yeah, really nice. Mm. I don't like. I've been invaded a couple times. Oh god, it's so fucking oh, annoying. So, have you been invaded by no- another player or by the end? Because there's quite no, a few scripted there. NPC invasions. Yeah, there is. Yeah, so at first I wasn't sure. First at first you were afraid. afraid. I was <laughs> petrified. I got all sweaty. And I was like, the fuck is this motherfucker? Um, and then I realized it was a scripted NPC. So I just avoid that area because I can't kill them. I can't even like get a shot off on them. These guys are ruthless and super. What level are you? Uh, 40... What level am I? Uh, hold on. Bear with. 46. But, like, I'm just... I'm not good. Like, I'm not good. And I'm terrible in this game, particularly at PvP. Just can't... Can't do it. Clearly, because these NPC motherfuckers are kicking my ass. (laughs) just dying and i can get like one or two shots off on them and then they just one shot me and i'm like oh <laughs> it is ruthless. The, the, ga- the game is ruthless yeah i think absolutely. if you if you're playing a magic build you need to have um a spirit that is like a knight or a warrior or something because you need to mm-hmm. kind of play um from a distance yeah. From a distance. Yeah. Whereas the other classes give you that ability to kind of get in the face of mm. the enemy and fight it and stuff. Um, 
Hexo says, can you choose if you get invaded by another player and if you die, what happens? If you invade and kill them, what happens? So when you, any Soulsborne game, when you log in, it asks you to log onto the servers and everything else. So the first port is if you don't want to get invaded, just don't play online. But if you don't play online, then you don't get the messages and that kind of stuff. You don't get, you don't get finger buttholes. Yeah. The, the second thing is there's certain fingers that you can get that um, banish invading players if you if you get invaded and you don't want it then you just get your finger out wave it in the air and go no 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 and they disappear um, but it's the same as anything so if you are invaded and you manage to kill the invader you get a share of the souls and all that kind of stuff and vice versa if they kill you you get shares of souls and stuff so and um, but in on pc i know from different articles and stuff out there across all of the from software stuff there's a lot of hacked um characters that they put in so they're pretty much like can't can't win against them um yeah 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 like so just be wary of those on pc especially if they start dropping items because there's certain items they can drop that will soft lock you i don't know if you've mm. seen the thing about the panties yep yes getting soft locked by panties um yeah because some some hacker is is dropping some panties that are an item for a character that you should never have access to and therefore it causes the game to pick up and register that you've got this item and it blocks you so i mean can you can you set it so that your world can or your game can only be like invaded by friends or is it public or not so there's like a there's like a thing that you can put in like a, a code word that was Codeword uh, that will mean that you will see messages from your friends that all use that codeword more often. And if you put down, if you summon someone, you will see their summon sign if they put down like over everybody else's. But then there's um, there if you play. So me and Jack noticed this. So we would go and do in not in an instance outside an instance would do certain areas together. So if you play co-op, you already mentioned you can't ride horses in the normal world. That's not something you're allowed to do playing co-op. But another thing you're not allowed to do playing co-op is touch a side of grace. So the sides of grace is where you save. When you save, it replenishes all of your HP, all of your mana, and it replaces all of your flasks. The flasks are things you drink to restore HP and magic. It does all that. But if you're playing together, you can't do that. But we were running around in um, Rani's, what do you call it, like mansion up to the left. That's left. Yep, left of Relicaria. Um, and we got invaded randomly. And then it has happened another time as well. And what we noticed was it was always in the, re whenever you were in the normal world, it never happened when you were in a dungeon or going into like a boss, you could never get invaded in those instances. It was only if you were in like the outside world that you got invaded, that you would get invaded when playing co-op randomly. And I mean, we kicked their ass in Ronnie's mansion. <laughs> and I was like, fuck you, motherfucker, you're really pissing us off because we have a load of runes and are about to level up. Uh, <laughs> oh God, it's so annoying. But yeah, so it's... The only time I've experienced it, there's been whenever we've been playing co-op together in the real world and then but, but you can put down like you can you what you how you summon people in is like i put down a sign using my finger on the floor to say i'm here you know if you need me uh and then 
if I if I need someone to come into my game, I have to use like a usable object of a finger, different type of finger, to uh, cast a little spell in the air so that I'll see the summon signs around me. But you can also there's one of them. Correct me if I'm wrong here, Beardy. I'm pretty sure there is. There's one of them that you can summon and look for in people that want to do PvP. Is that right, Lama? Yeah, yeah, yeah Beardy. Like yeah. Dirty red one. You can like a, use a red finger. Red finger. Nasty finger signs around yep. you. Nasty. And then you can invite people in for PvP as well. Why anybody would do that, I don't know. But random fact, fun fact. This is not a fact check, Tiggs. This is true. I fact checked it myself. <laughs> um, if you go into someone else's game and you're helping them and you die, you don't lose your runes. Yeah, yeah. You true. go back to your game. And you keep all your runes, yep. so it's a great way of like leveling consequence free. Yep. Whereas Does that it, mean that nothing you get in your friend's game carries back over to your no, game. It, it, it does, yeah. So if you, so if I, me and Tiggs play together, and Tiggs is stuck in a boss, um, and it's a boss maybe I've already defeated, I can jump to his game and help him defeat that boss, and he'll get the the rune arcs and everything else. Um, I'll just get a boost in souls, sorry, in runes. Um. And vice versa. Andrew, if it's a big boss, you get a rune arc at yeah. the end of it. Whereas I'll get the special item yeah. because it's my game that he's joined. So only me will get the item of a big boss, but he will get a rune arc. Which a rune arc, basically what they do is you get these great runes from like your enemies, like the big enemies like Margaret Thatcher and Renala. And you can have once you have to, you don't just get them, you have to go and fucking all these quests to unlock them so that you can use them. But whenever you use a rune arc, it activates whatever the things are in that rune. So it could be like in, like your health is mad, it gets increased, and your stamina gets increased, your magic gets increased, or whatever, until you die. That stays effective till you die, but you use a rune arc to do it. Hmm. Have you, have you, any of you faced General Radan the Star Scourge yet? No, where's he? Oh, 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 he's fun. He's, um, in Kaled. Special, like, uh, side, is side that the red area? That's the red area, yeah. With the Scarlet Rot. Scarlet Rot. Um, yeah, I've done, I've done some, do you know what? I don't know who the fuck I've spoke to in this so game. I just... He's like a a big boss enemy where you all get into a, an arena, um, and he's like this giant thing with like a big red mane oh, and two yes. big fucking swords, and he rides around yeah, on a tiny, yeah, tiny yeah. little donkey. No, I've not seen him yet. No, he's he's good. I've seen him. He killed me, and I ran away and never went back. <laughs> oh, Lama, I wish you were playing on PlayStation because we would sort you out, girl. Definitely. What well, have you have you been have you been tempted to play the the Elden Ring? I am I am much more tempted than I was when we started. I <laughs> it sounds like a game that I would enjoy. Diplomatic. What else? Do you, what, what, what else do you want to know? Well, what what would you guys say is like if I'm starting, I'm not going to read anything before I start. What would be like the one tip you would say like when you start your character, do this or don't do this? Um, as your starting gift, get a golden seed. A golden seed, okay. Yeah, as your talisman, definitely. Okay. Tags, any any advice? Uh, I would say, uh, 
make sure you have at least one buddy in whatever platform that you're going to play it on that will play with you. I think my uh, my friend who is in the chat, Hector, I think might be interested. We'll have to see if uh, he can be convinced too. Okay, Hector. Doesn't matter how many times you die. He's just no. asked the question. No, it doesn't matter how many times you die. And uh, what, um, ma- what matters about dying is the fact you use all your fucking runes. So if you can't get back to your runes and you've got a whole load of them and you need to level up, like it, it changes how you... This game has changed how I think about playing games, right? Because you know I quite like nice, like, sort of, not easy games, but just, like, well-paced difficulty-wise games. Like, I'm not, like, life's hard enough. That's my motto. Mm-hmm. But I, I am surprised that I like this game, and I will spend, like, we often spend evenings playing this game. All evening. And it it's just, and it's so hard, and I, that wouldn't usually be me. I'd just be like, oh, fuck that, I want to, like, watch something and just chill out or whatever. But this game just keeps me coming back. But the one thing is, if you've got enough souls to level up or go and buy some equipment or whatever it is that you want, dying doesn't matter. You respawn all the time. You can respawn as many times as you want. But it's the it's that that you're always looking at. You're always aware of roughly how long, how much it is for the next level, and then how many you've got and you will look into rooms or hide around corners because it's much more you can't do Leroy Jenkins in this you know and just fucking storm in because if you do with you I can guarantee one hit death from something yeah so you're looking in rooms and you're being like very like you're trying to be stealthy and then some fucker grabs you anyway but if you if you're looking in rooms to say "Mm, okay I can take that I can take that oh no no no, 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 no. We're just going to go back to Side of Grace here and use use some, you know, like usable objects to level up and then I'll go and try and tackle that. But you might have to redo a whole load of ground to get to there. And because you've gone to Side of Grace and leveled up, it's reset all the enemies. So you will actively cause yourself more pain to level up rather than you lose the ability to level up. I think... As- so- in terms of does it does it matter how many times you die no that's the whole point is you have to die to learn what so many times yeah what you have to do to kind of keep moving forward um does it affect any stats no it doesn't it's not like previous soulsborne games so in in one of the games like demon souls and stuff if you died you'd lose your humanity which would then made you have a a chunk of your health would be taken away um It doesn't affect any rankings. The only time it will affect your stats is, like Tig was saying, if you've equipped a special rune um, and you've used a rune arc to activate the rune, um, it could give you a HP boost, but then when you die, that effect stops happening again. So that's the only time that it will negatively impact your character's stats, but that's only because you boosted them. That makes Mm -hmm. sense. Um, Yeah, and you... I lo- you'll lose so like I remember the first time I lost 30,000 runes and I was just so upset I was just like oh my god I can't believe it it was it was my own stupid fault I got cocky with this area and the wrong turn jumped off the wrong thing and but now I'm just like hey it, it, I just don't even care anymore like if I lose my runes I lose but I keep getting better at it um uh, I've never liked games where they were nice to you if you failed over and over. So I hated having to have the star in my name. Yeah, no, this this game will never be nice to you in any way, shape, or form. 
nope. <laughs> no matter how many times you die, it's not going to be like there, yeah. there. Here's a special item. You know, you're not going to get the what is it in Mario where you get the white Tanuki suit? Is it? Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Tanuki. There's, yeah, there's this ain't happening in this game. Like there is no hand holding whatsoever. It's it's brutal, but I love it for it. Um, well, one thing I think is really interesting. Very quick side tangent before we go in wrapping up the show um is the i don't know if anybody's seen the massive um not gathering but the 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 amount of videos out there about soulsborne games and it being helpful towards mental health issues mm. have you seen yeah. any of this mm -mm. so it's no. a real real strange one it's a, a lot to go into and i think maybe go off and watch the videos and stuff but there's there's so many videos out there of people saying how I mean, it's not a universal thing. It's not for everybody, but how mm -hmm. these Soulsborne games have helped them with anxiety and depression and, and different mental health issues. Mm. Purely based on that idea of, like, life is really difficult and everything else, but they can do this one thing. Like, they can get past this one hurdle, and in being able to do that one hurdle, then that thing that's affecting their life doesn't scary or as hard or anything like that. If I think to Margaret Thatcher, yeah, I yeah, you can do anything. <laughs> and it is like it is. I get the I get the logic behind that because as punishing as it is, like when you when you beat that boss, you you've been sat there for three days. You've got Cheetos down your front. Your hair's in mess. <laughs> you've not showered. Like you've not left your room. Your your room smells like rotting food and farts. And you've been there for so long trying to take down this one boss. And as soon as it happens, so the pure elation of being able to do it is matched in any other game. I I don't think. I think you get such a good adrenaline boost from overcome that difficulty. Because you know it, it was your skill that got you there. It wasn't anything else. Yeah. And Beardy, like, Beardy, you've you've been, I think, the furthest out of everybody, right? I think you're like yeah. Okay. So. so how far would you say you're into the game as far as the content that it gives you? Like halfway, a third of the way? I'd probably say in physical map terms, I'm probably sixty percent of the way. Like the the other sure. thing with this game is like the the map is very basic until you find map fragments. Um, and I don't, Higgs and Lam will probably attest this as well. You'll pick up a map fragment, you get the Lingrave map fragment, and you're like, oh my god, this place is fucking huge. And then off you go, and you do another thing, and it's like, hey, well, here's another map fragment. And it's like, oh, now there's this whole other big thing that I can go deal with. And then every time you get a map fragment, it's like, oh, there's more to this game. Like, there's more places to more areas to like it, it just keeps getting bigger and big, bigger and then a slight slight spoiler warning um when i was going through this forest thing and i found this like little dome like cathedral oh, yeah. thing and i went in there was a lift i got in the lift and it took me down underground going and going and going and go next thing you know you're now in a huge sprawling underworld ground underground mm -hmm. area and i'm just like how fucking big is this game like it is really really big um, so every point where you think you've just got to the edge of the map, you haven't. There's boom. I've, I've um, not found the edge of the map yet. Well, on the on the you know on the main like overworld map. Yeah. I only have two more areas to grab. 
Because yeah. I, I go, you know, whenever I get really fucked off because I get, keep getting killed, I go on discovery mode. Go like running. I do, my, yeah. yeah, I do my Lara Croft thing and go, <laughs> go looking for as many save points as possible because they don't appear in your map. Like nothing appears in your map until you've encountered it. Mm. So you don't know where the saves are. You don't know where the like certain different things are until you encounter it, and then it'll just whack it in your map. It's very interesting, like the way it's done. Um, and then Hector also says. And is that the point you're stuck on a boss and you spend your time figuring out how to take him down? Yeah, then is it like an upgrading gear? Yeah, so it could be you're just a little you low level. Yeah, you can just run away. You might have to just to pour a few more souls into your val- uh, vitality or whatever it is. But it's, it's more about... I mean, you'll see people speedrun this game or play this game in terms of like... They don't do any leveling. Like they'll just start with their starting character and they'll play the whole game. They won't spend a single that because there is ways to defeat the bosses and everything else by just figuring out the sets and seeing where your openings are to jump in and attack and deal damage and all that kind of stuff. So, like, you don't necessarily need to level something up to be able to win, but it helps <laughs> a yeah. lot by. Like going to the blacksmith and upgrading your sword or your shield or whatever. It is. I can't, like, honestly, I could not without upgraded stuff. Like, I don't know how those people do it. And I've not watched a lot of the videos because I don't want loads of spoilers. So, you know, I just. But there's, there's a really cool. Um, I'll send you a link to, to this guy in the group chat. There's a guy that does these, like, walkthrough in case you missed videos. I mean, he doesn't deal with anything in terms of, like, the story or anything like that, but it'll be, say, like, um, Stormvale Castle, which I think is the first area. Oh, mm-hmm. just on yeah. this fucking side note, fuck that little guy in the, the keep. I can't remember his name. He's a twat. Anyway, um, he, he, comes, like, he comes and, like, steals stuff from you when you die, and you don't know it until, like, you get you. I can't remember what his name is, but as you get to Stormville Castle, you go through the door on the left, and there's like an MP. Oh, the old guy. Yeah, that's like, oh, my master beats me, or whatever it is. I've got some shit things to sell you. Throughout oh, the yeah. entirety of your run of Stormville Castle, it's him that locks you in like a place with the knight, or like does things to try and kill you. Him. Yeah, and then so I don't. If you'll ever notice one before you kill Margaret Thatcher, um, when you get killed and you go back to get your runes you'll have runes missing and it's him he's stealing them mm. there's loads of little things like that in the game anyway i never noticed i was missing runes no i heard there's a turtle with a pope hat or something like that. <gasps> he's turtle awesome pope. Pope. we all love turtle pope yeah he teaches you faith spells so like your paladin type stuff cool I don't well, I'm looking forward to it. I, I, I'll probably pick it up. I've been hemming and hawing on it for a little while. And if, like, three people who I very much trust their gaming opinion are all like, this is a good game. And it seems like it really appeals to people who, no offense, Lama, but necessarily aren't the, like, super hardest game players. <laughs> like, I mean, like, like you, 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 by your own admission, you've said that you don't necessarily want to, you know. I'm terrible at this game. It uh-huh. kills me and I hate it. But, but also, you're still having I keep fun, playing right? It. I keep yeah. playing it. 
And and if you can enjoy a game that still just beats you about left and right, and you're still enjoying it, then that's a pretty that's a pretty good game. And there's something about it, like honestly, see if you have buddies, like I think you can summon up to two people. Um, mm. that sort of adventure and sharing that sort of story and something that is sort of multiplayer but not really, it is special. There's something about it that's special that I I I have a feeling about this game that I never had. And I don't like hard games, and I'm still playing it. The the group that I generally play with, uh, we've been playing Valheim a lot lately, and uh, it's really hard. And we've been having a lot of those adventures too. Like you have to like sail back metal across the like world on like an actual ship to be able to get it back because you can't take it through portals and stuff. And so what? there's sea monsters you get attacked with, or out of you'll be wandering through the woods and a troll will just walk by and he's like a giant. Um, oh wow! Yeah, when the troll swings a club and it knocks through three trees and just barely misses you, and you're you can you swear you can feel the wind coming by. <laughs> we we had to kill this big ice dragon the <laughs> other day. It wasn't last? It was the day before, and it took us an hour and a half. And I probably died about twelve times. Um, it was that really, awesome though. It was really hard. So I mean, if we can get through that, I'm pretty sure we can probably play Elden Ring. I play that on VR. You that guys should play awesome. Valheim. It's a lot of fun, and it's really cheap on Steam. Wow! Oh, look Whoa. at my my glucose guardian to get me a new computer. I think uh, a good good segue there into what you've been playing. I think we could probably sit here for another hour and a half talking yeah. about Elden Ring. Um, but definitely yeah. need to go my and experience ring. it. We can all talk about our rings till the cows come home. <laughs> Give us the rings, Helen. Yeah. So Tiggs, what have you been playing? I have been playing Elden, Elden Ring, Ring. <laughs> obviously. Um, I've been playing... So, fun fact. Well, we've talked about this in the podcast before, where there's... Sorry, Beardy. For me, there's only ever been one by one Pokemon, and after that point, I just know. But I was talked into Pokemon Arceus. Arceus is fun. So, and it is, like... So what I the thing it was that I wasn't really arsed about and why I didn't really want to go back to Pokemon is the means are too complicated, like all this breeding and all this that and the other and there's like five million Pokemon and I'm like, I just don't care anymore. Like I just I don't I'm not I don't get it. Pokemon's and, breeding. Uh, yeah, and it was all I like my Pokemon. Oh uh, yeah, I bet you I do. Bet. And we're back to El Creamy. El <laughs> <laughs> Creamy. El Creamy. All, all roads lead back to El Creamy. But this one is more like no random encounters. You walk around and the Pokemon are in the open world and mm-hmm. you can just catch them without having to have a battle. Uh, it's your choice. And it's really like, it is a fucking cracking game. It's really great. I've really, really loved it. And I really hope the new ones are going to keep that dynamic. Yep. Same. I think it was really popular. I mean, they, from what I've been reading, they they took it as an indication of what people want to see in the new games. Cause it was a really well sold one. And I loved it. Like I played sword and shield and it was okay. It was basically the same old Pokemon formula with like a slightly open world and better graphics. But yeah. Arceus was a lot of fun. Like I've always really enjoyed playing. Uh, I like Snorlax, obviously that's what I use <laughs> as my, yeah. And the ability to be able to get an alpha Snorlax and just have this giant Pokemon just standing next to me is just awesome. It's a great game. 
it's I, it's really good. Second that on the Legends Arcus is it's probably my favorite Pokemon game I've ever played. I just like the idea of you know there's none of this you got to go to this gym, do this, get these badges, elite 4 blah blah. It's like you are the first person putting together the Pokédex for that region. So you're going out and you're catching Pokémon and it's like to complete the Pokédex it will be, you know, feed this Pokémon a berry or catch it at nighttime or catch it with a back thing or watch it do an electric attack whatever it is like there's different criteria to fill out for the pokedex for you to be able to get the completion whereas in the mainline games it's like you throw the ball you've caught the pokemon there's your pokedex entry that's it yeah. there's like there's an actual reach research tasks involved with it and i love the little village that you can upgrade and like <laughs> you know plant it's things just such, and all. it's just it's a such really well good put together game. yeah really it's good so game. well put together it's fun and for the first time Ever, I played Super Mario, what you call it? Uh, the board game one. Mario Party? Oh, yeah, I played Mario Party. So, fortunately, Jack got COVID the day before his birthday. So, you know, over here in England, you don't have to isolate anymore, but you know, like you, you can go out into the world, but obviously, being responsible adults that we are, we didn't do that. However, to each, we were supposed to meet people that day, and we put it out to the group, you know, like, if anybody does want to call over, you're more than welcome, but obviously we're not going anywhere. Uh, but two of our friends came over and we played uh, we played Mario Party, and I was shot on by that game <laughs> from a fucking great height at every available opportunity, and I was just getting quieter and quieter because I fume whenever I'm angry. Like, I... <laughs> I, um, I realized... Yeah, I've realized in the coming months exactly how much I huff. I'm a huffer. I don't go straight to anger. I go through this smoldering temptress phase where you don't want to even, where I just walk around and I'm like, Mr. Heavy Breather, fucking blow your house down. <laughs> and, uh, during this game, I was just sat there and I was like, oh my fucking Jesus. Oh my God. I was getting right at eyes. But it was actually good fun. I enjoyed it. I would play it again. But if it happens again, the game's getting fucked out the window, I swear. <laughs> Some people's are going to die. Not yeah. having it. Well, tell us a little about what you've been playing recently. Uh, lately, a lot of it's been Valheim. It's fun. It's, uh, it's basically you're a Viking dropped off by Odin in this wild land, and he wants you to tame it. And you start off with basically rags and a rock and a stick. And eventually you get, like, Iron Armor. You progress through, like, Bronze Age, Iron Age. The sailing is a lot of fun. Um, it's very hard. Um, I really wish my stupid cat would stop walking in front of the camera. <laughs> uh, he's done this, like, four times this episode. He's just a jerk. Um, but, no, it's it's a lot of fun. Um, I really recommend it to anybody who is doing any PC gaming. I don't think it's on console, but I think they're trying to make it out on console. It's not very expensive, though. The graphics are not great but they're not bad either it's really weird they like downgrade the graphics in some areas but things like the weather and the sunsets and the sunrises are just amazing um i highly recommend it but other than that some smite been playing that as my kind of competitive game which has been fun um that's about it really probably gonna start playing elden ring soon yes and is that game take over like 
the new world. He'd give me more than a stick and a rag. <laughs> but then, is it like, what sort of game is it? Like, is it like a survival Valheim? game? Yeah. It's kind of a survival game. You have bosses that you have to fight. They're really hard. So, like, the first boss is a really angry heavy metal deer. Like, he's a deer, like a giant stag with, like, chains around his antlers. And he, like, shoots lightning and such. Um, then you fight a giant treant that, like, is twice as big as any of the trees in the game. So when you um, say heavy metal, like they're made yeah. of metal or they're playing no. music? Like I like think heavy metal as a musical theme, but okay. with a deer. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's oh, lightning right. okay, yeah. and metal. Are, like he's got chains around his uh, antlers and uh, he tries to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Dude, jungle. We got there's definitely some of that music that kicks yeah. in. Um, there's an adrenaline rush when you're doing the uh, the bosses. Um, but it's fun. There's a lot of exploration. The sailing part's cool because it has wind physics. So if the wind is against your ship, you aren't going anywhere unless you're tacking back and forth to try to zigzag around. Um, and then you'll be like, oh, great, the wind's with me. And it'll just shift all the way around. Um, the other day, uh, I was me and my other player I was playing with were trying to get away from a sea serpent because they will screw up your boat and then you'll be out in the middle of the ocean. And when you die, a little tombstone pops up with all of your stuff that you can go get, like, you know, like your ruins, like from Elden Ring, you can go okay. get your stuff. And uh, we were trying to run away from a sea serpent. And so I was like, oh, crap, we were in the middle of a storm, too, which is crazy because the sea goes really up and down when you're in the middle of a storm. So I went over to the uh, the shore, which happened to be a swamp, and a ghost flew out of the swamp and killed us and killed her boat. <laughs> and uh, yeah, because I usually think, oh, well, the things on the land can't swim very easily to where you are, but the ghost didn't have any problem with that. It just flew right over to our boat and destroyed it. Ooh, and uh, that, that was a that was a half hour, 45 minute cast to try to get the back to the bodies because um, you can make portals between two points, but you have to go put a portal someplace and then you have to put the portal in your base or whatever to go back and forth and you can't bring any of the metal. So if you mine copper, tin, iron, silver, any of those things, you have to run it back to your base and they have carts. So you, we had this one adventure in the beginning where we went into this mountain and we got a ton of metal and it was all the way on the other side of the map. So we filled up a cart and in the middle of the pouring rain and a storm, we all ran it back for like 30 minutes across the map, pushing the cart when we would get it stuck in mud or like a oh. branch would break it down. And uh, we had one person going ahead, chopping down trees so we could get a through the cart through. But <laughs> then the when fuck? we got back to the base, it was just this cheer of, oh my God, we made it. Um, That's awesome. That sounds like really good fun if there's a group of people. It's very Viking-esque. It's kind of like if Skyrim and Minecraft kind of were put together a little bit. Please, please, please tell me that you all do Viking voices. Oh, yeah, we play, uh, we'll put on sea shanty music when we're out in the boat. And, uh, well, during the boss fights, we'll put on some of the more, like, heavy metal Valkyrie-type music. So, yeah, it's it's a fun time. I love that bot. I think it's amazing. Mm -hmm. Lama, what have you been playing? Um, well, I mean, of course, uh, I am maidenless. So, me and my three fingers have been (laughs) finger (laughs) butler. Um, other Context than, is important. <laughs> other than my Elden Ring, uh, Life is Strange, the new the new Life is Strange game, uh, True Colors, has been on Game Pass. Oh, so cool! I've been playing that, uh, and that's been fucking amazing because all the Life is Strange games 
uh, and the Square Enix one, uh, the previous one, which was Tell Me Why. Those games are fucking amazing because they're always super queer, uh, super amazing, like really great storytelling. Uh, and this one, I just finished it yesterday. Uh, the True Colors one, no exception. Absolutely superb storytelling. Um, you play as Alex Chen, who's just aged out of a group home and an orphanage. And she's gone to live with her brother in a small town in Oregon and try and, um, I think, start a life for herself. And then there's some mysteries and a love mm. interest. And you can, I, I don't know if the character is bi or just you are bi, like player sexuality sort of thing. So there's a, a male and a female love interest and you can pick who you romance. Um, oh, I, of cool. course, picked the super hot uh, chick that works in the record store. Uh, which was amazing. Uh, really, really good storytelling. Absolutely. It maidenless it. no more. I am not yeah. maidenless no more. She using her three fingers now, girl. <laughs> so many fingers. Uh, and then I was, so I was working my way through the Mass Effect Legendary Edition slowly, so slowly, because work has been so busy. Um, I got about a Third, a quarter of the way probably through Mass Effect 3 and then I just stopped and I think it was like like I know like the, it's the final game in the series which is like mm, it's the final game in the series it's you know that the you have to pick one of the three terrible endings which is like mm, one of the three terrible endings and it's like ending. it's just, I'm not looking forward to the end of the game, the end of the story, the that constant sense of dread because the war with the Reapers is coming. There's like real war in Ukraine. There's like all this dredging up all of this of like my PTSD and all of these things like mental health going on in, in the real world. And it's just like it was becoming a bit too triggery. Yeah. Uh, so I just turned it off. Uh, so I got about a quarter of the way through it and just turned it off because I was like, this is a bit too much at the minute. Um, and that's and, fair, right? Yeah, it's mm -hmm. just, I know how the game ends and it's shit. So mm. I'm not, I'm not like, oh, but I'm missing such a great ending. So it was just like, here. I can stop here, it's fine. <laughs> so I was I playing Mass Effect. I did one, Mass Effect 1, finished that. yeah. Got distracted by something else, and then I'm not going back. <laughs> mm. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I played one. I did one twice because I, <laughs> I I accidentally got past the point of no return and realized I hadn't done all the side missions. <laughs> oh, yeah. And I can't, you can't leave some of them undone. Like, mm -hmm. I need to fucking finish them. I got to take them off. I've still got my shepherds on the Mako on some random asteroid somewhere. Still not mm. out the first game on that the, the right? remaster. So I do, uh, do you know what I, I forgot did... about that first game? Was about the uh, what do you call them? The spider dudes. The rachni. The rachni. That thing. I got really choked. You know, like I totally forgot about that like, whole thing, like where you can just like beautiful storyline, depending well, on how you play it. Yeah, but the fact that they give you that choice in the game mm -hmm. to just totally genocide and wipe out a species, like from the, off the bat, 
and it was just like wow like that's really po- uh, to, in my mind it was just like oh it's so powerful got a bit emotional like not that i'm emotional at all or anything <laughs> i know right yeah and then juxtapose that one with the whole you know the vermeyer thing and like do you carry on with the genocide of the of rex Krogans, and the yeah Krogans. and it's like god like what do i do oh and like i always i always go with the the stop the genocide but then i'm mm. like what are they gonna overrun the galaxy i'm like that's on you darwin you figure that <laughs> shit out it's horrific. It's horrific what they did to them, like chemi- basically chemical uh, castration. But I'm not. I'm not taking part in it. It's not on me. No, mate, I'm not no. doing it. It's interesting. It. Though. Yeah, that's why that game series was so amazing. Oh my god, sorry. I'm just gonna shut up now. We're going to school. I know we're gonna go. Series, it's gonna, so. it's gonna <laughs> three hours. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but that's me. That's what I've been playing. Life is strange. Amazing game. Mass Effect. Had to turn it off. Got a bit too much. And then finger butthole. Mm. Sounds good. I'm, All three. I've been playing a little bit of Horizon Forbidden West. When I say I've been playing a little bit. I've completed the main story. Um, great game. Really, really pretty on the PlayStation 5. I won't go into it in too much detail because um, otherwise we'll be here for another three hours talking. It. But I've got feelings about it. Tiggs, I think we need to have a separate conversation about Horizon. Yeah, I, can I just tell you, I bought that game and then... Jack got me playing Elden Ring and I never even yeah. turned it on. Well, you you need on? to fucking play it. Oh my god, it takes. Please go and play it. This I've, was I've like your obsession. I, I, I need to speak to somebody about it because well, I'm not going to say anything because I want you to play it. Okay, I'll, turn yeah. your chair to the side and just lean back for yeah. me and mm-hmm. tell me. How, so it how started you when you feel. It started when I was about seven. <laughs> <laughs> and I realized I needed a strong, independent ginger lady in my life. And then whenever I was about 30, 36, I met Aloy and she changed my life. In July. Did you yeah, see the Lego thing? Um, I played the new Lego Star Wars. The Skywalker oh, saga. Pretty much good. into that. Yeah, it's really good. It's a good thing just to turn my brain off to and just go and collect studs and stuff. Um, and then the last thing that I've jumped back into... I love collecting studs. Is, so did I. So did I, yeah. Is um, <laughs> Cyberpunk 2077. The oh my next-gen so version right. has been mm. released. Um, is it so good now? Oh, it's great now, I it's, think. I'm enjoying it. Um, I'm happy with it. I'm... Still surprised at how many bugs are still in mm. this game, considering it's been out for so long and they've done so many different stuff on it. Like I had a, it's a, a complicated a, game though. Yeah, I mean, so the one thing that keeps happening to me is dialogues just not loading. So like I'll go to talk to an NPC or something, and the the text comes up, but the audio doesn't come out, and it's happened pretty much on every level. So be it. An NCP is in, like, you go to buy something, and my character be like, Hey, have you got anything good? And then the other person's like, The text comes <laughs> up, but no, no voice comes out. Um, yeah, it's happened in Story Beats. So, when I've been, um, I mean, I've, I started a new game, there's the, the bit where you have to go get the spider, mm-hmm. spider robot, and the, um, the, the robot guy is like right in your face, big, mm-hmm. big intimidating moment, and then he just loses his voice and it's just text. Mm. Um, that sucks. That breaks the immersion. Yeah. 
I've had um, a crash earlier when I was playing with it. It just crashed straight back to to Ooh. dashboard. Um, and then the the funny one was I was driving around on my little car and I just dinged a truck and the truck just went <laughs> shot up through the fucking roof. <laughs> I don't, I don't get any of those fun bugs. Yeah. I, um, mechanics. Still, yeah, still a still a little bit buggy. Um is game I thought that tired. I'd like ironed out a bit more. But still really enjoying it. And then Elden, mm. Elden Ring. Okay. I've taken a break from Elden Ring because like it was taking <laughs> over my life. Like <laughs> like I need to put this down for five minutes. Come back to it. Just just one quick side note. Have you seen the the um Lego that's coming out for Horizon on the first of May. So it's like a tall neck and there's a little Aloy minifigure with it. That's me buying that. Yep, yeah. it's it, it's I think it's seventy or eighty pounds, Beardy. I'm going to be going to pick one up next week. <laughs> so I was like, I need that in my life. Well I mean I mean the the plethora of Lego thing have around me, so mm. you know, buying that. Great, thanks. You're welcome. Love you too. <laughs> I'll send, send you the link. <laughs> well, I think that brings us to the end of an episode. Have we well, got any reader mail? No, we've got a few. You know, um, if there's any funny ones. It's Lesbian Visibility the... Week this week yeah. while you're looking. So, uh, lesbian what? Lesbian Isn't... Visibility Week. So, oh, uh, cool. all the, the visible lesbians out there, I see you. Uh, I've never met any invisible ones. Well, you wouldn't know, would you? Because they're invisible. Mm. That's our know. superpower. Nothing, nothing on the invisible. old mailbag. Mm. Well, send us some mail, people. Give us some you ideas. A, you had a whole fucking year to write something. Yeah. Like... What the hell? I mean, I feel, I feel like, I feel like this is on the viewers and the listeners. I mean, that's on you. Mm -hmm. Like, make this happen. We're here Send for you. Much. We're here for and you. And mostly us, but for you too. Um, yeah, we just get together and talk shit for. Yeah. We just stream it because yeah. this is what we'd be doing anyways. <laughs> it's so oh, true. Do you know? Do you know? What I've been watching though. Uh, I've been addicted, addicted to. Um, Dropout TV uh, and Critical Role. Oh, oh Critical Role? Okay. You've been watching Critical Role? Uh, well, I started watching Critical Role. It's hard uh, to keep up with. It's so hard to keep up with. Mm -hmm. But then it, that sort of was my gateway drug mm -hmm. to Dimension 20. Ooh, yep, yep. The other uh, big major podcast, D&D one out there. Yeah, and I, so I'm also in love with Allie Beardsley. Mm, mm -hmm. um, and so I've been watching Starstruck, which is like their current like season that they've got. Which so they use like D and D mechanics to do all sorts of adventures in all these different worlds. And oh, the one cool. they're doing at the minute, they're in um, they're in outer space, and they're doing like a futuristic space adventure. That uh, sounds awesome. It is so fucking hilarious. So funny. Um, but it's on drop if you gotta buy like the subscription service called Dropout TV, it's like four quid a month. Uh and I literally spend like eight hours a night watching these fucking episodes. <laughs> Best four quid a month I spend. When you mentioned that, 
have you watched Fox Machina? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I I've been, I've been watch watching it. that. You need I to, want to watch it, but I haven't yet. You need to watch it. So anybody that likes D&D, it's the guys that did Critical Role. I've done this cartoon of Vox Machina, and it is the naughtiest, funniest <laughs> D&D campaign I think I've seen. It's just... It's just mm-hmm. And when you realise, like, whenever they're doing the fights and stuff, what's actually happening is they're rolling crit fields or rolling, like, you know, like, it, it's, it, it's just really good. Yeah, Fun. yeah. Absolutely hilarious. So yeah, Dimension 20 is like that, but I'm going to be controversial. I think funnier. Mm-hmm. I think it would be like us if we were, if we were doing Indeed. it. Well, the critical role people, they have like a really specific audience that they try to like fill their niche into. And because they've become a little corporate, which I don't really mind because they're good people and they do good product and they should oh, be yeah, able yeah. to they're get amazing. their stuff going. Yeah. But they've, Speaking of they've kind of have you all played Ro- <laughs> Raid Shadow Legends. No. <laughs> <laughs> Raid Shadow Legends. Warriors, call this code now. <laughs> Just kidding. Just kidding. We're not sponsored okay. by Raid Shadow Legends. <laughs> But no, I was just going to say, I am addicted to that show, Dimension 20. Fucking addicted. Also, Ali Beardsley, if you're watching, please marry me. We should put that in some hashtags. They they, they pick up on that. You're ready. It's okay. I was going to say, you're really married. That might be a problem there. Tony says it's fine. Polyamorous. There you go. Tony's fine with it. Tony says Ali can be on my list. Mm. Oh, boys and girls. (laughs) I think that brings us to the end of the episode. <laughs> on that bombshell. On that bombshell. It wasn't so a bombshell. invisibility week. I can yeah. have what I want. Yep. See the lesbians. Acknowledge the lesbians. Support Love the, the lesbians. lesbians. Love the lesbians. <laughs> I mean, in some ways, this episode has been dedicated to Lesbian Visibility Week because all we've done is talk about fingers. Mm-hmm. Servicing oh, okay. the people. You're welcome. Welcome. Thank you. As always, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at GamersAssembled, Gamer spelt the gay way, G-A-Y-M-E-R-S. Um, but if you want to follow these lovely people, you can find Bot at Bacuus. You can find uh, Llama at The Dotted Llama. Um, and you can find Tiggs at Tigger underscore or me at Biddy Gamer. But that brings us to the end. Maybe we'll be back soon at some point. Who knows? Could be days could be six months could be three years we don't know we pull that roulette every single time but until next make sure, time make sure you follow us so that yeah, you know so that you know when that so happens. If, you, if you don't click subscribe like whatever it is tell us mm-hmm. so i think it's probably just time to say good night say good night ticks good night say good night llama good night llama say good afternoon bot Good afternoon and good night, everyone. <laughs> that was sort of sexual. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> good job going off there. <laughs> See you later, everybody. Thanks for watching. Bye. 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 Bye.